and welcome to Mind Your Cues podcast. This is part two of my interview with Kaysen. I'm recording this uh, intro after the fact in a location that you can probably hear cars driving by. But anyway, if you want to read our blog, go ahead and head over to www.mindyourcues.com. You can have access to all of our podcast episodes so far, as well as our blog and some extra information about us. Uh, We are on Instagram and Facebook at Mind Your Keys Podcast, so feel free to enjoy. If there's anything in this episode you don't understand, go and listen to the first one. Okay, thank you. Okay, so this is personal. Like, okay, it's not a super personal question, but I didn't think about it earlier until, well, just now. This kind of plays into the devil's advocate thing, but a lot of people think that as soon as you misgender, uh, somebody that's trans will just freak out. As soon as you what? Misgender somebody that's oh, trans. Oh, misgender. And I, I say <laughs> this because I remember a meeting that we had um, during Celebrate Love. And I don't know if you remember this, but I think about it every once in a while, uh, where somebody had misgendered you when they were talking. And I and they just, I think they used you in a, as an example and said, and motioned towards you and said, she, and then continued. Was that my sister? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that was a call out. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but I remember in that situation, sitting across from the table, uh, across the table from you and being like, I really want to correct him, but I don't know, like, what to do in this situation. And so I think about that as well. Yeah. In that situation, what would you have preferred? In that situation. Because I feel like at that point, at least I felt really awkward. I, think um, I don't the know how you quickest felt. response any person outside of me could say is, uh, "Do you mean him?" and be and just, and just like interrupt, but mm-hmm. but it's still kind of polite, right? Like, are you talking about him? And then they kind of have to go. They're either put on the spot where they have to go, "Yes, I was talking about this person," right? And then it kind of exposes the uh, issue, and then they have a moment to either correct themselves or uh, hold to their guns a bit, right? Uh. As far as, um, what was the primary question before that? Oh, so um, just in terms of, I've heard often, and I mean heard, I've seen online from trolls and, and shit. Yeah, um, like back in the Caitlyn Jenner. Right. Just the, just the outrageous, like, purposeful misgendering, and that supposedly that's on accident, and um, that people just kind of, and if you misgender a trans person, they're just automatically going to freak out. No. I, I've never had an... I've never seen that. I've never had that experience. Like No. I... What I've seen more in common is that a transgender people are more patient than they're mm-hmm. given credit for. I mean, some people can't afford to be patient. Just like a transgender woman of color, they can't afford to be patient. Because no. it's going to be life and death at any yeah. point for them. But for uh, uh, white transgender people, I found that um, the ones I've met... Are relatively patient. I mean, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. uh, people of color who are trans aren't patient. They are. Right. More These patient than any statements. of us. Right. It's just that for some of them, it's like, okay, I have to evaluate if I'm about to be killed or not. Yeah. That's how quickly I, they, they Violence is outrageously out. skewed yeah. towards um, so trans people of they're color. They're more patient than all of us combined. Yeah. But uh, as far as I've met, trans people are extremely patient with misgendering because... We're not dumb mm-hmm. as far as like when we say that this is who we are and this is our gender and we want to be treated as such, we recognize there's going to be a grace period right. where people are going to be getting used to changing it. Mm-hmm. And especially for people who've known you your whole life or for several years. Right. Um, 
they they have to get used to that change and there's going to be slip ups and you and we're prepared for that mm-hmm. like when i was at work i think i only heard a slip up from one person like once because yeah. he was on top of it but i later found out that was cuz he was scared out of his mind of getting fired <laughs> but he was super nice about it uh but the rest of them they would all slip up every now and then but it's fine and like i think it was done in like 6 mm-hmm. months and 6 months feels like a long time but when like you know Who's actively trying to right. fix it? I feel like it's who's obvious. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're very patient because we because we're evaluating. Okay, who, who over here is actually trying, and who over here is saying they're trying and they're not, mm-hmm. and who's just not. And uh, as far as I go personally, I like my dad still dead names me and misgenders me mm. every single opportunity. Yeah, except for when we're out in public and he knows it's going to be awkward because <laughs> I look and sound very masculine right. in a lot when I'm out in public. It's only when I'm with friends and I'll get maybe a little more yes, clean and all that <laughs> other stuff. But when I'm in, in, when I'm in public, I am very passing. I look mm-hmm. masculine. People, if they like, I was once in a store with my sister who's getting better at. Um, my name and pronouns and stuff. Mm-hmm. She uh, and I were out shopping, and our backs were to someone, and it was a very feminine store. Yeah. <laughs> so, so someone said, "Can I help you, two ladies?" And we turned around, and she immediately went, oh, "I am so sorry, <laughs> sir." And I was like, "That is the first time someone's had to correct that way." <laughs> like, before. was that very satisfying? Oh, it was so satisfying <laughs> because beforehand, when I was younger, people would accidentally call me sir. And then they'd have to look at my boobs to see if I'm actually right. a dude. And they'd go, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. And, I'm and you like, see when that happens, too. You see the little eye flicker that goes down. Oh, it's more noticeable with men, too. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> but when they would call me sir, dude, I would be high and flying for like a week. Mm-hmm. Just when I'm like, I got mistaken for a dude. And then, and then later I'm like, I am a dude. <gasps> Light bulb. <laughs> so I, I tend to be pretty patient, like. At this point, I'm almost two years in. My two-year anniversary is going to be in May. Mm. Yay! And uh, at this point, I know very well who has tried and succeeded, Mm -hmm. who is still trying because we either don't see each other often enough for them to really get into a habit. Right. And that's forgivable. And then the people who I see every single day, and they're still calling me my old name. Mm. That's, That's a big difference. And when they do, I still don't lose my cool. Mm-hmm. I don't go crazy at them. I don't get... I'm like, I'm mad, but that doesn't affect how I treat the person. Right. Uh, I once read, and this is completely true, I support it, that uh, you should get worried when you're misgendering someone and dead naming someone, and they stop correcting you. Because that means they've already given up on you. Yeah. And that you've already lost them as a friend. They're just mm-hmm. here for polite courtesy. Yeah. And if they see you again, it's only polite courtesy. They're not going to make any attempt you, to hang out with you. Right. Again. You've lost that connection. Yeah. So for issues like parents, siblings, family, mm-hmm. that one's a little trickier. But they got to know that they're not actually learning about their relative anymore. Right. They're not in. They're not welcome in their life. They're just someone who's a polite courtesy. Right. So trans people can be white I right and passive with how much we can't afford to get mad at people especially not in public Mm -hmm. because uh if you react uh negatively when somebody does that it puts you more on the spot than the person who made the mistake right and 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 it kind of ties into that whole every person is a spokesperson for Mm -hmm. their community like you would be a spokesperson for the whole trans community just even though i shouldn't be yeah not at all 
Like I'm, I'm a you are your own person. transgender guy. I can't speak for a black transgender woman. I mm-hmm. can't, and I'm also from Lewis. I can't speak for someone from Chicago. Right. So it, it just goes into that. But because there's so little representation, we're all treated like the spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So if any of us react negatively, it looks like, oh, well, all trans people are crazy. That's it. Especially in this stuff. Like, oh my God. Lewis has gotten better, but especially in small towns like this yes. and like the surrounding towns. When, when you know that there are a lot of you, mm-hmm. but there are many more that can't come out or right. are afraid to, or there's a lack of education, you know, you are the, and you know, you're the most public person and anyone mm-hmm. knows you have to be that shining example and you have to take every hit like a champ mm-hmm. because the next person after you is going to go, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And you Absolutely. have to constantly be thinking about that other person. Mm-hmm. Like, I had another person in my family who came out, like, a year after I did. Oh, and really? that's only because I was able to and actually maintained it for a year. They so, saw your example and... I mean, like, they had to at some point either right. way. But, I, but I, I was able to help answer their questions and give them a little more confidence in um, moving forward. Mm-hmm. That, like, yes, this, this sounds right. This is clicking correctly. Uh, then I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm, uh, this is actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. So just keeping that person back of your head that that also gave me a lot of strength moving forward in the rough patch yeah that's like, gotta think about that little person who doesn't know it yet right somebody's gonna look at me and be okay and know that they can talk yeah. and ask questions and if it's rough for me at least i can make it less rough for somebody right else. exactly and that's that's tough yeah. Like that in itself is yeah. tough. That's not an easy job living and that's alone not... and broke with no support network no uh, that's yeah oh but I couldn't imagine. Just kind of remind yourself. Well, you did a damn good job. <laughs> I tried. I also had a little puppy who would cuddle me, and it was good. <laughs> your little puppy was your support? Yes. <laughs> I was like, if Hollis fails, I have to see him through. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, playing devil's advocate again. Yes. Sex and gender are the same, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so... I was in uh, my diversity class, and my professor, who's known for asking hard questions, <laughs> was uh, and has never had a good answer, and I mm-hmm. don't know why. We're here, <laughs> right? But he is just like he asked the whole class, like, "What what's the difference between sex and gender?" And I think one kid may have tried to answer, but it was kind of a spitball joke more than anything else. Yeah, I kind of did that nervous laugh because they all knew where he was going with it. But I said. Um, Sex is your physical genitalia, mm-hmm. and your gender is your understanding of yourself in society and how you present yourself to that society. Mm-hmm. And he said that was the only good answer he's ever gotten. I'm not claiming that it was the best answer I could have given, but it's pretty... It's clear It's pretty much... That's it. Yeah. I mean... To me, no one should know, needs to know what your physical sex is, except mm-hmm. for you, your significant other, your doctor, and God if you have one. Right. And, like, your parents are going to know. Duh. But, <laughs> uh, but those are the only people who need to know. Because mm-hmm. they're the only ones who are going to be dealing with that. Right. It's all. nobody else's business. Yeah. So, gender, we've, subconsciously, we already react to it differently. Mm-hmm. Um we all know there are tomboy girls. We all know that there are feminine boys, but that doesn't mean that they're gay or straight or anything. It just means that's how they present their gender mm-hmm. to the world. Like, this is who I am, and this is how I understand myself, right. represent myself, and I want to be treated respectfully as such. Mm-hmm. Don't call me something that I'm not. Right. 
Don't um, be a dick. Yeah, like it's it, it should be very simple, and in many ways it is. But uh, I think people get nervous about it because they're just like, "Well, how do we know who's who?" Mm-hmm. You ask them, yeah. and uh, well, how would we know we're using the right pronouns? They'll tell you. Yeah. If you use something wrong, they're going to correct you. And then it should just move on from there. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but I think a lot of people get nervous about, um, like, that that other question you asked, mm-hmm. where people will go crazy if you use the wrong pronouns. It's not true. People, I, yeah. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that if they do react crazily, that's going to be more of a reflection on them than mm-hmm. on you. Um, you. Like, we can't be the ones to start fights. Yeah. So if you make an error, we'll let you know. If you make it again... We'll let you know. And after a certain point, we're going to know whether you're safe or not and if you're even really trying. Yeah. And then we're going to just And then we reach that. Yep. safety. And so it doesn't have to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Sex and gender are entirely separate. Gender is just... And they're recognized as separate, like in the medical community, in the... In, in every... Com- like, scientifically, yeah, they are two different things. In history. Yeah, gender is just how you um, understand yourself and represent yourself. And sex is your physical characteristics. That's it. It's it's really clear cut. Yes. It doesn't need to be more complicated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. This is a really tough one. Okay. Uh, this is a statement I have seen and I have seen from, like, online. I've heard from people. Um, trans people have a higher rate of suicide and depression because they are mentally ill. Yeah. And basically that question is implying they're mentally ill because they're trans. Yes. You kind of got to break it down into parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, where... Trans people are definitely at a higher risk for uh, self-harm and suicide. Uh, But that's more... They're not trans because they're mentally ill. Mm -hmm. They're just more likely to develop mental illness because of how society treats transgender people. Like, when I came out, I had such a huge deal um, transitioning where people wouldn't accept the new name. They wouldn't accept the new pronouns. And that, after a while, that does something to a person where they just feel like, I am not respected or valued as Mm -hmm. a human being. I feel like people are just taking away my humanity to the point that you feel like you're nobody, you're worthless. Mm -hmm. And so when you feel like that, when people just will not respect a basic request... Right. Based on and it's any not a reason. hard request by no, any means. No, for some it is because of religious reasons, but even mm-hmm. still, there's only so long a person can go being treated um, with disrespect over a request that should be simple, mm-hmm. that you feel worthless as a human being, and you're more, much more likely to develop mental illness such as depression, anxiety, which can easily lead and spiral into self-harm and suicide mm-hmm. if it just goes unchecked. Right. Um, that's why... It, like, I understand insurance requesting trans people to have a certain amount of time in counseling mm-hmm. because that's a lot to deal with. The, Absolutely. Uh, you're going to deal with a lot of stuff when you transition. It, you shouldn't have to, but you do mm-hmm. just because of the way society is. When people say uh, you're only trans because you're mentally ill, they more... It's actually the reverse. They are mentally ill because they can't transition or because yeah. they are transitioning and are being attacked for it. Mm-hmm. And that the more they're able to transition, the more those symptoms go away if they're supported. Right. They almost go, like, the human rights organize or the human rights, ah, it's HRC. Thank you. Campaign is the word I was missing. Um, they released this, it was a pretty nifty, like, pamphlet. I, I have the PDF somewhere. I'll have to find it and post mm-hmm. it. But that was one of the things that they really tried to touch on was that 
these people are facing discrimination on a daily basis mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, not only are they dealing Especially with transitioning. Trans because, I mean, when I got on testosterone, my, like, my voice lowered mm-hmm. naturally. But uh, when trans women get on estrogen, that doesn't raise their voice. Right. They have to so practice. Th- they, ha- it, they have to deal with so much more. And mm-hmm. they have to, they also have to worry about, like, facial feminization surgery. I don't have to get masculine face surgery. Right. I'm just growing a beard. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, they, they deal with way more criticism mm-hmm. on a daily basis and rejection and, uh, fear and they can't, they have a hard time going in public bathrooms. They have a hard time using dressing rooms mm-hmm. because people are like, are you even supposed to be here? And they're like, yes. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, they touched on how suicide and depression and anxiety rates go down an insane amount, like yeah. almost to normal, if I remember right, if not just re- hovering right around there. Yeah, that um, if they, and, uh, the When American, they grow up in a supportive environment. There's also a group called the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Mm-hmm. They did a whole section on uh, oh, really? LGBT uh, students, I believe. Mm. And they found, at the time, this is this, this, an older study, like late 2000s, early 2010, 12, okay. 11, 12, I think. They... Uh, did a study and they found that most, as a general overview, average, mm-hmm. uh, LGBT kids are like four times the likelihood to commit suicide. Right. Uh, and that goes up even higher if they're in a non-accepting environment. Mm-hmm. It goes down by almost the same amount if they're in a supportive environment. Not completely. I mean, there right. is still society and Yeah, you still have to and, go outside sometimes. And have a job yeah. and live buy a house if you can mm-hmm. in this economy. Oh, uh, it doesn't never really go away just because of society, but it drastically mm-hmm. drops it. When your core is strong. And... and the Human Rights Campaign found the same thing. I think the San Francisco State University found the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the numbers are different, varying by state by state. Um, I bet they'd be even more varied city by city, yeah, depending probably. on uh, how accepting they are. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a liberal versus conservative thing. I yeah, mean, some of the st- some states that are really conservative, they'll have some cities that are like super accepting. Right, really like modern. we have Boise. Yeah, so, and it's it's um, so it, it varies, but it is significantly high if they're not accepted. Mm-hmm. And the longer they go without acceptance, the higher it gets. the higher the risk is. Mm-hmm. Especially if you introduce violence to it. Um. So you told me about a question that you get asked quite a bit. No. And, uh, you don't have to. But, um, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> how do trans people have sex? Ah, okay. So, uh, this is. An answer like you would to anybody else if I was a stranger. Yeah. I do do that. Oh, when people ask me that, because they always get. They, they're always adorably nervous when they ask, because they know they shouldn't ask it. You wouldn't ask anybody else. Yes, well, I mean, like, you, like, when we discuss, like, maybe you would with friends, depending right. on your friends, like, but that's more of a shared, like, I don't want to say locker room talk because of today's for association with right. the phrase, but this <laughs> is like real political. locker room talk where it's like your friends and you're just sharing, oh my gosh, my husband did this and he's a moron, that kind, right. that kind of locker room talk <laughs> uh, that you can just like share in and laugh at, but um, that's different. Mm-hmm. And you said it perfectly. It's like when a stranger walks up to you and go, "How hard you fuck your wife?" Right? You, you can't say that. You that's to not. Mm. And also, you can't say it at work, and you can't say it out on the street. Right. <laughs> so, so if somebody knows that you're trans, and they and they're like, "So can I like 
ask you, like, how do you have sex? Then you're just like, okay. So, so anyway. Deep breath. If I were answering any person, and I've answered this question a mm-hmm. few hundred times oh, already. That just blows my mind. I'm not even two years in. And, and just, ugh. Why is that it's, anybody's business? It blows my mind. They're, they're innocently curious, but they know they shouldn't be asking. Right. But anyway, to answer the question, I, I always tell them that that's a private question. Every person is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody has sex differently. Yeah. Like with Uppercase Chase and how he uh, does those uh, sex products that help uh, boost sex life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for trans people. It's for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be completely inclusive because everybody does it differently. Mm-hmm. So... What you're really asking is, do I have a penis? And am I yeah. sleeping with somebody who has a vagina? That's right. what you really want to know. Like, they want to know, are you like me? Do you have sex like me? Are you normal? And <laughs> there's no normal when it comes to sex. So, I, there's no normal. There's no normal. There is no normal. So I just, um, everybody's different. How I have sex is not going to be a standing... I'm not a spokesperson Mm -hmm. for that. And I can't be. And I'm not comfortable answering that question Mm -hmm. just because that's pretty private. I'm not one of those people who like to share that kind of information. Uh, Some people are, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I know some some, uh, couples who are perfectly fine sharing it publicly in front of each other. Right. And, and, And then that's fine. You do you. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. But for me, that's a private thing. For a lot of trans people, that can be a private thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also it's just be a that... scary question, I imagine. I didn't think about it's, that it's before. It's pretty invasive. Yeah. yeah. Especially if uh, you are, like, say, a trans woman. Right. That that's, might be more of a threatening question yeah. than for me, a trans man who has nothing really to fear as much. Well, I mean, I have things to fear. Right. But Different things. But it feels like less of a threat to me. Mm-hmm. And my immediate physical safety. So it can be a threatening question. Mm-hmm. So that that is where people might have a more extreme reaction. Yeah. Uh, Understandably, just because to be that, that's more threatening than yeah. misgendering and dead naming. So friends, just don't people, ask friends how they have yeah, sex. <laughs> so my general answer is everybody's different. Just don't ask. Yeah. Because... Uh, I'm pretty patient. Like, I'll answer most, mm-hmm. if not all, questions, except for that one. And and I'll tell you why. And then I just let you know, like, most people don't like that question. So mm-hmm. if you meet another trans person, just don't ask. I'll yeah. let you know now. So I, you're ahead of it. If you're really curious, If you're really go curious, on you have Google. Yeah. <laughs> and there are porn websites that do it, too. Go oh and have some fun, okay? <laughs> just learn yourself. You don't have to ask me. And also, you'll notice, they all do it differently, too. Yeah. So there you go. It's a really fair Which point. I, I love so I love watching sex explanations. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. I I just I okay. First off, um, Lindsay Doe, the the host of Sex Explanations, has serial killer eyes, ah, and yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it so much because she just has giant eyes, and you can see like the entirety of her iris and everything. And we call those serial killer eyes for some reason. My piano teacher had serial killer eyes, but she was the nicest woman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's she couldn't thing. hurt a fly. <laughs> I don't think Lindsay could either, but she's a badass. Like, she could if it's your thing. That's, what, <laughs> that's the impression I get. Nice. Um, but it, she has quite a few videos about that, too. Just like, uh, here's a list of the questions I receive about what's normal and what's not. Here's the list of everything that's normal because sex is just all over the place and it's like, you know, reflecting. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's not normal is once you get into the realm of, is this consensual? Yeah. If it's consensual, it's normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least, it, like, if two people agree on it and they're 
both safe, sane, consenting adults, mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah, just make sure you have a safe word. Yes. <laughs> or or a safe signal. Yeah. Because I know some people like, like ball that, gags. <laughs> like that. So they need to have backups. And that, and that's just smart. Yeah. And also, is. not to mention healthy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, then you have a good communication with your partner. And healthy exploration of these yeah. things, too. Okay, anyway, we just got way off topic. Yeah, but you asked the question. <laughs> I did. I started it. Um, Ellen DeGeneres and Kevin Hart. Yeah. So, I haven't looked up, and I only, okay, so the, for, for the listeners, I only have to ask this question because we did talk, like, talk about it previously, um, and I thought your answer was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I personally have not kept up with the, all of that because I tend to stay away from, really dramatic things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but so 10 years ago, Kevin Hart made some terrible tweets that weren't all that great um, and homophobic. And he yeah. got called out for that because he, he was going to host the Grammys. The Oscars. The Oscars. Next month. I I, I don't watch those. Um, I so don't I don't know the Oscars. difference. That's when everything gets political and that's when my dad hates it. And I love <laughs> it so... And he had, he stepped down because of those tweets, and then Ellen De- DeGeneres just endorsed him. Um, I've seen a lot of, I guess, polarized views on it, like comments about how, yeah, why not? Why can't he host? Um, and then, like we talked about earlier, like some people that are like, nah, he should just go jump off a cliff. Like, how dare he ever see those things? Yes. Where, where do you, what do you, what is your opinion on the situation? Okay. To try and summarize what I said before. <laughs> I'm like so wrapped up in my trans thoughts now. <laughs> right. Uh, and I'm like switching gears to just gay stuff. Okay. Uh, so for him, his tweets, um, it wasn't just tweets. I mean, like he had some stand up specials too that were like thinly veiled homophobia. Mm-hmm. But those are a little older. And in my opinion, he has grown and matured a lot since then. His actions themselves show a change whether or not he's apologized he's a definitely a different person than he was Mm -hmm. then so that in itself kind of speaks for me that yeah i think he's changed and i'm like a very trans queer person right uh i was deeply offended by the tweets once i found out what they were because they're old (laughs) but but yeah they were they were horrible 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 homophobia and uh since then he hasn't he hasn't made any substantial apologies right he hasn't uh he's explained Mm -hmm. some of his uh homophobia in the past as being rooted deeply in his own insecurities because he's short Mm -hmm. very high voice he he feels emasculated by that and he's talked about that and how a lot of his homophobic jokes stemmed directly from that Mm -hmm. insecurity and how he's gonna he's working on that right he's aware of it i'm I'm sure people still make short jokes too like and 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 awareness is the first step to working on things and he and that was a few years ago that he made that statement so the fact that this is being all brought up now uh when i think his actions have spoken for themselves Mm -hmm. in the past few years I understand the need to denounce them. I think he should have made a substantial apology. Right. But his whole reason for stepping down was he said, I have already apologized a hundred times. I don't need to apologize again. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to step down because I don't want the Oscars to be about me. I want them to be about the talented actors who we are celebrating. Right. Which is very mature of him. So 
for me, I already think it's in the past. Mm-hmm. But then Ellen invites him onto her show because he's supporting his new movie, right? Oh, he has and, a new movie. Yeah, he has a movie. It's called oh, yeah. uh, The Upside. Um, um, it's with the guy who was uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he, yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I'll have to search the, but, the trailer. Uh, Ellen, uh, she she's known him personally for years, right? Mm-hmm. And Ellen DeGeneres... <laughs> Is one of the most recognized and respected LGBT people right. out there, and the lady that publicly has gone through an insane amount, crazy amount. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't get a job for three years mm-hmm. when she came out. She knows where homophobia lives. She's got its address. She's got its phone number. Yeah. And if she says Kevin Hart doesn't live there, then I'm pretty inclined to believe her. I'm not right. gonna lie. I don't know him personally, and I don't know her personally. But I know her reputation speaks for itself, mm-hmm. and I know that his reputation in the past few years has been way different than who he used to be, right. and that speaks for something. Uh, do I wish he would apologize? Yes, but I would be fine with him hosting the Oscars. The biggest issue I see is that I'm concerned the outlap, the big backlash against Kevin Hart and Ellen DeGeneres, mm-hmm. which is shocking. Every single LGBT blog I follow is all completely railing against Ellen, and then you know something's serious if that's happening. Like, have we really gone that far? And I wondered, uh, and this is what I uh, posted to my Tumblr, is is this rooted in racism more than just LGBT Mm -hmm. outrage? Because the only real critiques I've seen about Kevin Hart's response Mm -hmm. are from the... A queer community of people of color. Right. They're the only ones listing very real critiques of mm-hmm. Kevin Hart's response, and that's specifically about the uh, disproportionate violence against people of color who are queer. Right. They're the ones who are dealing with the most violence, the most attacks, the most uh, prejudice. And so for his tweets to be now publicly known that, yes, he tweeted those. He mm-hmm. owns that. He hasn't apologized substantially for that, other than right. saying, I'm not that guy anymore. And nobody uh, is who they were 10 years ago. I know. Nobody. I wasn't. Uh, but then again, I was 12. That's right. different than being like in your 20s and now in your late 30s or 40s. It's, it's different. I think they have very good critiques. Mm-hmm. And I think that he should apologize at least as one final, like, this is like the final time. Right. Just own all of it. Say, yes, that was who I was. I'm not proud of it. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cause that kind of harm. I'm going to do better. End of story. Right. <laughs> just just be done. It doesn't it doesn't have to be saying if I hurt anybody. Just just own it. Just like that's who that's what I said. Yeah. I apologize. I'll do better. And people change, yeah. people screw up, people look mm-hmm. I I feel like even though you know 10 years ago mm-hmm. for us was 12 and 13 like even looking back on them, we have really mm-hmm. cringy moments. Yeah. And, you then, know? and then the only critique I've seen from these white LGBT run blogs are she doesn't speak for our community. Right, and I I'm like, that a okay, lot. one, she kind of does. <laughs> but, I mean, like, even though we don't have one person as our spokesperson, mm-hmm. it's, uh, she's highly respected. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even speak for the community. She spoke as his friend, who she's known for right. years. She said, I forgive you. She didn't say, we forgive you. Mm-hmm. She would never do that anyway. But <laughs> the community forgives the you, community let me bow. The community forgives you, Kevin Hart. <laughs> me, Ellen DeGeneres, speaks for the whole LGBT community. She didn't do that. <laughs> right. She just said, I forgive you. And then she endorsed him and mm-hmm. said, I think you should host the Oscars and just tone out the haters. Mm-hmm. Although, 
as problematic as that statement kind of is, I think, I think he should apologize. But honestly, I do think he has already changed and we need right. to stop holding him accountable. Right. But maybe it shouldn't have been ago. a huge deal like it has been. Yeah. Like it's something, it, it's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But. And it something should, to own. Right. And it's like, I, I'll own my mistakes mm-hmm. and I'll apologize for them if I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, and I will. But I think in celebrities, especially if they make one mistake ever, it right. will just haunt them for the rest of their lives because no one will let them forget. And I'm like, that's just not how you live. Yeah. It's not it's, how any of us should live. Like, Britney's meltdown was completely warranted, you know? Reasonable. Like, <laughs> that, that, yeah. And then, yeah it, celebrities go through, sure, they have money, they have whatever, but they, they go through so an insane amount. Spotlight. They yeah. can't live a single day without somebody asking about I, their business. Or getting stalked by the paparazzi, or, yeah. or Michael Sarah people. talked about it on Hot Ones, which is an amazing YouTube channel, and I, I love Hot mm-hmm. Ones. Um, but he was literally getting stalked. And followed to his house by paparazzi just looking to get photos of him. Like Yeah, Ed Sheeran, too. He had to build a fence to keep out paparazzi. And Jesus. so the press released a slander statement against him saying that it was to get rid of homeless people. And he's like, this was about you, and I'm going to make it about you, and I'll sue you for defamation. Yeah. But Oof. it was about them because he does so much charity work that that's outrageous to claim that he's doing that to get rid of homeless people yeah. off of his lawn. He's like, no, I'm They're tired raging. of opening my front door and seeing a swarm of paparazzi. It's like, I'm going to live in peace. And we shouldn't have to deal all. with that. We shouldn't, I, we shouldn't have to... Mm-hmm. I, and the reason that it's there is there's a demand for it. Yes. Like, they're just... It, it's business. It, it's mm-hmm. exploiting these people because other and people want to see it. I think that's why uh, this has been so blown up. Right. Because they want that press. But it's just weird to me that they're all on the same page. Yeah. About slamming Ella Generous and Kevin Hart. That's weird to me that mm-hmm. every single one of them is on the same page. Mm-hmm. The only differences I see are from uh, the uh, queer, co- the black queer community, and they have very valid critiques. Yeah, but they're the only ones <laughs> who have good critiques. Hopefully, there are some out there that we're just not seeing. But yeah. so for me personally, I forgive Kevin Hart. I think he would be an excellent Oscars host. Mm-hmm. But I'm very sad that all this press coverage is totally taking away from the Oscars. It's yeah. not just like Kevin Hart said it would. Yeah. And, uh, hell, that's why he stepped down. Why for themselves? He's a different person now. And I think that an apology would go a long way mm-hmm. owning it and then being done forever. Yeah. Just, and, and we're then, done. And then, and then if people ever try to get on his case about it again, he'll say, point to it and go, I've owned it. Right? Like, I've moved Google on. my response the first time. And then say, have I done anything since then? Check me on it later. Mm-hmm. That's all it would take. Yeah. To me, anyway. After that, he can literally rest easy and go, I have literally done my case. Mm-hmm. Right now, since there's, like, very little documentation of any real substantial apologies, he's not in that boat. I think he's a, he's probably apologized to any of the people in his life he's directly affected. Right. But there's nothing public. Mm. So, that's the issue. All right. That was... I, I loved this whole discussion. Oh, yeah. I got to learn a lot, and... Um, I love listening to, like, everyone's stories and opinions and stuff like that. And I've I... got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome back on if you would like. Oh, I will. <laughs> Sweet. Is there anything that you want to plug? Are there any um, organizations that you love? Uh, any, like, social media or anything you want to be followed on? This is your moment. Oof. Or okay. any questions you want to ask, too. 
I don't know. Well, I'm jump-starting the Gender Sexuality Alliance Club on the Lewis and Clarkson and the Lewis Clark State <laughs> College. I'm smart. I got words. Hey, you need uh, a nap after this. You've had a long day. Yes. You deserve Thank a couple you. flips. Just saying. And, Don't make up. Uh, but yeah, get involved in that if you are local and going to LCSC. There's also the Moms Demand Action Group for Gun Sense in America. We have a local chapter here mm-hmm. in Lewis and Clarkston. They are very inclusive to LGBT minorities. They would be more than happy to have people get involved with them, and they're definitely not going to discriminate based off of gender or sex or anything. Right, just because mom's in the name doesn't mean it's just mom's. Yeah, like, I am a trans guy, and I was involved for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I say a long time. It was not that long. I wish (laughs) I was longer, though. Um, They're wonderful people, and they're really pushing to have more diversity. So I would highly recommend that. And, uh, other, uh, resources, like, like I said, I cannot recommend Jamie Dodger, mm-hmm. Case Chase on YouTube enough. They're so good. Big Brother Chris is also really educational, although he's less frequent in his posts. Mm-hmm. But, um, those are really good resources that I would definitely recommend. Uh. And we're not sponsored, just in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> like, I these know, are all are not honest, legitimate um, yeah, this, recommendations. This is literally how I got all of my information uh, in the beginning. That was what literally helped me out. So, definitely not sponsored, just very grateful. <laughs> uh, as far as that goes, uh, I don't know. I, I would recommend social media, but I'm so inactive. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking to get more active, so I will... Whenever you have If, if I get something, I'll yeah, let you know. Yeah, shoot it over. Mm-hmm. We but can that, add it. Aside from that, just find me on LCSE campus, or if you work at Schweitzer Engineering, I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where I got my insurance. So if you need good insurance and you're a good worker, they might take you. Right. I would... And that's, that's always... Mine. Right. That's always... <laughs> when you hear somebody's applying... Or got a job at Schweitzer in town. It's like a hurrah, yay! Oh, I know. I was like, shopping in Macy's the other day, and all of them were like, "You work at Schweitzer?" Right. And I'm like, uh, yeah. It's it's you very. You can't apply to you, and they're like, "No, I can't." I'm like, you can't. It's very prestigious, just because they have such a. I, I've never heard any. I've heard like maybe one or two bad things, mm-hmm. but everything else has always been good. Mm-hmm. Like, the benefits are insane. They mm-hmm. have on-site medical clinics. So oh wow! You can just uh, stop in if you've got like you want something checked really quick and you don't want to like pay a $30 copay or right. wait in line for 30 minutes. It's nice. Um, they, they aren't like, uh, I mean like they've got trained certified mm-hmm. nurses and doctors as well, but they're, but they, they're, um, rain only goes so far. Like they'll refer you if they have to, mm-hmm. to somebody who's more specialized in certain areas, but they'll like help you out for certain things and definitely save you a lot of money and time. And, uh, and if you work up in Pullman, then they actually have a fitness center too, which is just stupid that we don't have one down here. (laughs) They're working on it, but they always say next year. See, this is, this is where good business ethics and morals gets you. You get like a plug that's not sponsored Mm -hmm. on like some small town podcast. Yeah. That's awesome. (sighs) Um, but yeah, and then of course there's always Celebrate Love. Yeah. Always go to that. Yes. It's a... We talked about it in the previous episode, too, and I think I talked about it in the first one. Mm-hmm. But it's just our local pride organization. Mm-hmm. And, and we it, have events at least a couple times a year. Now, right? Well, it started in 2016. Oh, right. So that so this last year was the third year. So yeah, we're about to have a fourth year. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
I was involved in year two. That's right. Yeah, because the first year was thrown together in a week. And then the third year, I was so busy, I couldn't be involved at all, and I hated that I wasn't able to. You still made it, though. I made it, and yes. And you wore your awesome flag cape. Yeah. Like, running around. I loved it. Yes, I'll probably do that again uh, this next year. Um, oh, and I need to email your mom. We were working on a cool little project for Celebrate Love, and uh, I fell behind and did not message her. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I messaged her, and I said, okay, it's done, but I still have to do this other thing, and, and she's oh, like, yeah. okay, we'll just send it to whoever, and I never did. <laughs> you, might, you might need to do that after your nap. Yes, so stay tuned for a cool project that Celebrate Love is doing. Sweet. All and right. stay tuned for social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll add it in at some point, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kaysen, for coming on um, to be interviewed and posted online and all that jazz. Yeah. Woo! Um, I really, really appreciate listening to your viewpoint and your... Thank you. Yeah. Uh, this has been Mind Your Cues Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at... Hold on, let me grab my card so I know what my social medias are. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Mind Your Cues Podcast and on Facebook. We also are on iTunes and SoundCloud and we have a website that is mindyourcues.com where you can listen to the podcast and read our blog and send us a message if you want to. Um, if you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to cover, please, please let us know. Or if you just have like your viewpoint that you want to share. Um, but thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Sweet. Woo.